Hi to all the Veritila um, listeners. Today, I'm very honoured to be talking to a Radjuri elder, poet, artist, activist, mother, grandmother, great-grandmother and all-round legend, Auntie Kerry Reid Gilbert. Hi, Kerry. Hi, Michelle. How are you going, babe? I'm going really well. It's um, such a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for talking to us today. Yeah, you too. I'm always honoured, you know, and one of your greatest fans I am, so of what you do, and in Berlin as well. So, yeah, wonderful to be able to have the arm with you. Oh, thank you so much. I was just wondering if perhaps you could start by um, telling maybe some of our listeners who aren't as familiar with you and your work a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, okay. I'm one of those actually find it hard to talk about themselves, but you're oh. never too late to learn, are you? <laughs> um, I'm I'm what you call a cherry picker by trade, so I'm a cherry picker's daughter, so I actually grew up in the paddock, so, you know, doing cherries, oranges, you know, you name it, and I picked it, and, um, you know, did, so I come from the, you know, the riverine area, the central New South Wales area, um, you know, all that. My mum come from Condobli. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Radri, so that's my Aboriginal nation, and that's my mob. I've done many different things through my life, and, you know, I've worked, I've been a bit of a worker, so I've worked pretty well hard everywhere I've been, and was mm-hmm. lucky enough to get offered a big job in Sydney, and went and did that, um, you know, after I came out of the paddocks. And, um, and then I uh, met up with this awesome, awesome mob up there, and, you know, the all the blackfellas up there and, and met up with the, the Delhi Anita Heiss and, you know, we both worked on Streetwise Comics together and, um, and you know, we, from, from having my poetry in the drawer, then, um, you know, my poetry got pulled out and, you know, I went on to share many platforms with Anita, you know, while we were living in Sydney and, um, yeah, some awesome other people, you know, but you know, with, without Anita, my my writing probably wouldn't have went anywhere. So I would have been like a closet poet, mm. or closet poet, uh, closet uh, writer. Um, so yeah, so that that's really important for me to acknowledge, you know, mm-hmm. Anita for that, and, and to the other um, poets, you know, like um, Barga, Ken Kenny, uh, Norm Newland, you know, they were, you know, we were a set little foursome that actually ended up doing tours around Sydney performing performing our poets and our written works um, mm. in the very early stages of the 90s. Um, and so, yes, so from that grew grew me to who I am now. Like you said, I do many things. I've had the honour of being the, the chairperson of Sinon from its very beginning, which was in 2012. We started a working party. Sinon is the first First Nations Australia Writers Network. Mm-hmm. So it's an organisation for us, you know, as writers and poets and storytellers to be able to, you know, look at what's important to us and develop us, you know, um, mm-hmm. as storytellers and writers. So the norm grew from then. So we're now into many years later. Um, and um, I've just stepped down as a chairperson. And now we've got the, the deadly... Yvette Holt, who, who is our new chairperson, she was elected last year, mm-hmm. and I'm now the patron editor, which is a, a title I quite love, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I love the, the group that we're working with, our board of directors, they're, they're really wonderful, 
And that's to say that, also to say that all our board from the very, very beginning and the, and the awesome Cathy Craigie, we've been very blessed in everybody who's had an input into the development of Fanorn. Um, to all our members who make Fanorn so special that, you know, it's our driving force. It puts that fire in my belly to make us want to do better, really. And I, I think we do a really good by any standards. But it's always that burning desire to just, you know, go above and aboard. Um, because for me, I, I believe that um, in the artist world out there, um, you know, we're the bottom of the food chain. And I, I say that quite clearly to everybody as poets and writers, um, especially in our world, I believe we're the bottom of the food chain. And I think we get left behind um, mm-hmm. too often by funding bodies, by the media, by other by other organisations and other peoples. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because they don't see us as being as glamorous or, you know, we're not focused out there um, in that sense. And, and look, that's not to put down the others. They deserve everything they get because, you know, their talents and their skills are amazing. I, I just think that, you know, that's, we're left behind. And Fanon tries to fix that for want of a better word, you know, to bring us out there so people don't forget who we are, that there is Aboriginal uh, poets, that there is uh, Torres Strait Islander poets, you know. Um, mm. So that's very, very important to me and very, very important to us as a board and, org- and an organisation. Yeah, right. So it's. I think, you know, I know for myself as well, um, writing community is so important. You know, as you say, most of us would be poets or writers who kept our stuff in a drawer if it wasn't for certain people in our writing lives um, who stepped in and kind of gave us a helping hand at a certain point. And it sounds like that's um, something you've worked really hard in your life to um, to create and pay it forward, giving that, that hand up then to others and create that community, you know, especially for First Nations people. Oh, totally. Look, when I when I went to Sydney, I was 30, and, you know, I didn't even know that there was people hired in a public service job for 30 years. Mm. You know, that was not in my mindset because, you know, I'd come from the paddocks, um, you know, and um, so all that newness and, and that those opportunities was around. And, and also, too, as we know, my father was a, a wonderful poet, writer, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, him being able to be a person out there as well with the, with these words and that were very, very important, um, you know, and to follow in his footsteps um, was really amazing as well, you know, and mm. always too, you're, you're always, um, I think you're always held up to see if you are as good as, uh, as good as your father. I think that, that very much plays a part in who we are when we're following in a family's footsteps, um, you know, that people see that before they see us mm. and I, I think you know I think the old man would be pretty proud you know of, mm-hmm. of who I am and what I've done and, and how you know I haven't forgotten the journey of the poet or the writer you know yeah. um, so I think that's pretty important yeah oh absolutely yeah. you know um, for those who um, listen to aren't aware so your dad um, Kevin um, Gilbert he's an amazing writer artist activist and um I was wanting to ask you about that since um, since you mentioned him. Do you feel that his work um, has influenced yours? 
ultimately, ultimately, like, you know, um, as a family, we've always been political. Um, mm. Look, as an Aboriginal person, you're political. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm, we're political from the very, very essence of us. Um, in this country, we're screaming for human and legal rights. In 2019, how can that be? Mm. Now, how can that be, you know, in this year, on this day, that we as a people are screaming for human rights in our own land? And, um, and my father, people may not know the story of my father. My father was in jail for many, many years. And one of his driving forces for him to write was that he said for him who had done something so bad, how could he be rewarded? Because in jail, he had three feeds a day. Mm. He had a roof over his head. He had clothes on his back, you know, where his, where his people uh, were living in refugee camps. Yeah. And, and that was his driving force, you know, for for his writing. And, you know, he, he was an amazing man. And he came out of jail, um, you know, and continued his works and his writing for that. And yeah, so we've always been a political family from the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think most black fellows would tell you that as well. That, you know, from the time we're born, we're, we're political, uh, because that's who we are. Um, so we, we've got to fight for survival in this yeah. country. Yeah, and that's really, really sad. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have to be, you know, we have to get and use our voice in whatever way. Some people don't like it. You know, I've had people come up to me and, Say some pretty bad stuff, some bad stuff after um after I've read my poetry, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've had I've just about cleared out the poetry tent at the Canberra Festival, <laughs> um, reading one of my poems. Just about half the crowd got up and walked. Wow! Um, I never got invited back, of course. Hmm. But you know what? It doesn't matter, you know, because I always say if one, just one people have heard your message. Hopefully, one that one person will make a difference. Mm. And um, and so for my father, you know, my father uh, was a treaty man. I'm a treaty. You know, everybody knows I'm a treaty woman. I yep. I totally fight for a treaty in this country. Um, I believe we have to have a treaty that is a true recognition of Aboriginal people. Um, it has to acknowledge who we are. And so, yeah, in many many ways, I've carried on that fight. Now, the sadness is that I'm actually sick. You know, my, my father didn't just give me his words and his looks. Mm. He actually gave me his lungs. So my lungs are pretty cool. So, you know, the days for me going down and screaming land rights and treaty and that mm-hmm. are pretty well over. But, you know, the next best thing is to write it on paper just like yeah. he did before he passed away, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Would you like to read one of his poems for us, Kerry? Usually on the podcast we get someone to read one of their own poems and we'd love to hear you read yours as well. But um, we also ask them to bring along a, a poem to read from someone they admire. So it would be amazing if you could read one of yeah. his poems. Oh, I'd love to. And this one I think is really, really relevant for, for today. Um, I think it's relevant every day, but... You know, with uh, what's happening with out there in the political arena, I think this this is really, 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 really important. This is called yeah. the New True Anthem, and it's by Kevin Gilbert. Despite what Dorothea said about the sun-scorched land, you've never really loved her, nor not sought to make her grand. You pollute all the rivers 
and litter every road. You're barbaric graffiti, cut scars where tall trees grow. The beaches and the mountains are covered with your shame. Injustice rules supremely, despite your claims to fame. The mud-polluted rivers are fenced off from the gaze of travellers and the thirsty for foreign hoofs to graze. A tyranny now rules your soul to your own image blind. A callousness of uncouth ways now hallmarks of now hallmarks of your kind. Australia, oh Australia, you could stand proud and free, we weeping bitter anguish at your hate and genery. The scarred black bodies writing, humanity locked in chains, land death and racial murder, you boost on of your games. In wood, wood chip and uranium, the anguish death you spread, will leave the children of the land, a heritage that's dead. Australia, oh Australia, you could stand proud and free. We weep in bitter anguish at your hate and tyranny. And, and that was called um, The New True Anthem by my father. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I think he hits the nail right on the head, especially what's happening, yeah. you know, today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. He's an amazing name. Was he? Tell us about him. Oh, look, he, he he was he he was an amazing man. He he had a gift of words. He had this amazing um, aura, and uh, you know um, he he was able to see, I guess, and I think that's important. And he was able to put what he could see into his words, and that's a gift. You know, um, when my father was in jail, he he never had. We we were pretty poor people. And he never had books galore and that, you know. He had a dictionary, mm-hmm. and um, he read that dictionary, and um, and that's where he learned his he learned his words, which is which is amazing because he went to school, he went to jail with fourth class education. Because again, in those days, wow. they didn't teach Aboriginal people, yeah. you know. So for him to to have that gift um, of words to the essence of what he was, you know. He died before his time, you know, and I, I think that's, you know, the sadness of that, you know, that he did die before his time. He had a lot more, uh, a lot more to give. So now we give, you know, as his family, yeah. we give and um, we carry him with us as we go. Mm. Yeah, I, I remember reading a quote um, from your dad. He said that, um, you know, his writing was um, Tucker, Tucker for the people, you know, so that sense of like yeah. nurturing and, and supporting and, and giving through words, which is um, just so beautiful. And, um, you know, you're, you're doing something similar with your work, um, your own words, but also like we work through Us Mob, which is an amazing organisation of First Nations writers. So it's, um, I was wondering if you could tell us maybe a little bit about Us Mob. Yeah, yep, I love to. Asmob is again another writing organisation based here in Canberra, mm-hmm. where we're again a group of Aboriginal people and Torres Strait Islander Islanders, um, and so we're blessed to have uh, the mixture of both peoples. As you know, Torres Strait are uh, up the top end of Australia, and you know Asmob blackfellas uh, here are Australia, you know, in Australia. We, um, so. We, we've been able to grow. Asmob has been gone for a lot of years, but, uh, I think for about the last five years in the format that it is now. And, um, 
you know, and that is as us mud riding. We just became incorporated. Uh, we've done some amazing things. Just you know, um, we've actually published two books, uh, which is which is a real a real thrill to do. I've got a wonderful uh, person that I work closely with, and that's Sam Faulkner and um, Lisa Fuller. Both of them, um, you know, they we work really well together as a team. But there's lots of members of the ASMOB that are very, very, uh, you know, like a little working party that we get together and, um, you know, name more, but I can't because, uh, you know, you just mm. you just can't do that. But, yeah, but we look, we, we try. We supported um, last August, the First Nations Australia Right Network. We actually held um, our, our, year, our second yearly workshop here, uh, in Canberra and USMOB come along and supported um, that workshop, so volunteered for services, presented, um, so really, really, really um, dedicated to uh, First Nations writers and poets and storytellers. Uh, we're an awesome little group. Um, I think we are. I think we're mm-hmm. things. Um, I think we've shown that we actually are leaders as well in our own right. Um, as a little uh, writing group, uh, we we get invited to to present um, at festivals and and you know at displays and stuff like that. So which is really great. Um, and again, it's about showcasing. And like you said, my father said, poetry and words. Is, you know that's tucker for the people. And we do that. You know, when my my father was writing, you know, there was only a few poets out there, you know, Larry Giroux, you know, um, and others such as her. Um, but, you know, nowadays, if you look at how many First Nations writers and poets and storytellers we've got out there, it's really amazing. And again, it, it all stems from one little thing. From from me and Anita, we got, we got Norm and Ken. From Norm and Ken, we got more other poets. Do you know what I mean? We got more other writers. We got more other panels, do you know? Yeah. Um, so it all stems one by one by one. Mm. And um, look at yourself as, as Verdi La. You know, look what you've achieved, you know, come and run into you in that last year and, you know, put our poetry in there and, yeah. you know, uh, me, Sam and Lisa, I think. Me, Sam and mm-hmm. Lisa, uh, you know, showcase our poetry with you and, um, and we showcase you as an organisation that's supportive of, of us as a people, mm-hmm. and now you've got more more poets um, involved. You know, you've got the Delhi chairperson of the Norn as one of your poets. Yeah, um, you've got yeah, um, yeah Brenda Saunders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a wonderful um, poet named Philip Philip Paul, yeah. um, who's involved. Now Philip may not be a, a book fellow. But he has an affinity and, and um, a linkedness um, to to us as a people, you know. So he has cultural connections. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, that's all go, you know. And look at, you know, you come down to our our workshop. So it's all bits and pieces. And I think every word, every word that we breathe and and speak um, and write leads us to unity with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the ultimate honor. And and I think my my father would have liked to have seen no more refugee camps in this country, mm. you know, and equal access to services, you know, no more floggings, no more death in custody. Yeah. Oh, you know, um, 
we haven't achieved that. But one day we will, and, and hopefully it's, you know, before my great-grandkids mm. actually grow up. Mm. And, um, and you know, I have to run from a copper. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. I, I really hope so. I really, really hope so because, you know, I've had my um, son nephews have had to do that, you know. Yeah. And um, it just makes you cry, you know, that we're still doing that in these days. It really does, mm. and it just, it to me it feels like we've gone, going backwards actually. Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. If you can get people like Pauline Anson and the and the shooters, um, and you know Mark Latham, if you can mm. get them in Parliament, if you can vote Scott Morrison in, you've got to question who you are as a person of this country. Yeah. You've got to question if if you are if you do believe in human rights for every people. And now I'm not just talking Aboriginal people. Mm. You know, everybody's got this fear. Everybody's got this fear about the refugees. There's a difference in refugees, excuse me, and immigration. Mm. But people don't see that, right? And the same as freedom of speech. There's a difference in freedom of speech and there's a difference in hate speech. You know, I see people's comments on Facebook and and they're liking hate speech yeah. because they think it's freedom of speech. That's not freedom of speech. That's hate speech. Mm. You know, and I get into so many blues on Facebook. Um, you know, in the, in the message box as well as mm. as well as on on the page. You know, and and that's what I think we've got to do. We've got to use our words and our poetry to combat that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And the sadness is for us as, as Aboriginal poets, you know, um, we we have to use them politically the majority of time. You know, somebody once said to me, you know, Kerry, you'll never be able to write a love poem because all you ever do is write um, political poems. Hmm. And you know what? That's all I did. I did only write political poems, but... I thought, you know, stuff you made, I can write a so many times I want, <laughs> you know. So, of course, then I went and wrote a love poem. But because, because the, the passion, the passion is there for yeah. us to scream about the injustice, mm. we have to write that first. It's, it's the soul, it's our soul, you know, because we can't see one person bashed and belted and not green about it. Mm. So I use my words very strongly for that. Um, and I do use my words very strongly for um, to fight against that, that racism that's directed. And and too, you know, of course my, my priority first and foremost is always us mob you know, us mob they say Aboriginal people. Mm. Uh, that's my priority is always, always, always. Uh, I will also fight for other nationalities too. I will fight for other injustices. I wanted you to read one of your poems, if you would. Uh, there was one that I read in the ABR Skateford Poetry Series, um, I think it was 2017, yep. called Leave Your Mark. It's a really nice, strong political poem. I won't do you know, Ron. I'm a man that you can trust. I'm not like the others. I'm an honourable man. Some people say there's no honour among thieves. But let me tell you straight. We government men, sent by the king, we steal their land by the stroke of the mighty pen. But don't tell anybody that. Not our fault if some settlers killed the native born with a shotgun placed between their eyes. 
what their family did. We've wiped our hands of the mess we do and look the other way. Blinkers, we only see what we want. And what we see is a pound or two in the coffers. So leave your mark here, because when you do, I'm going to be a rich man. Just leave your mark here, because tomorrow you'll be dead, and dead men got no use for land. Yeah. Mm. That's a, yeah, you know, when you, like I said, when you start knowing the history of this country, you know, and, and what was done by Aboriginal people, uh, it's really, really amazing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, it feels like um, until Australia deals with that honestly, nothing else can be set right in terms of relating to, you know, refugees or any other, or even to ourselves, you know. Yeah, totally. And, and and that's exactly right, you know, and part of that is change the date, you know. Um, but, you know, we need to look at our own history. Um, Australia has to be true to Australia. Mm. And until it does that, you know, this land is always going to cry. Mm. And, and that's what it does every day. It cries every day. It cries for justice. Um, because it's not true. You can't You can't build a country based on lies no. and that's the sadness of what this country is Yeah, it is based on lies and you know the government needs to say you know excuse me um, let's change the date let's, let's honour the Aboriginal people who you know who were here first yeah. let's do that you know um, you know they'd, they would no more ask the Anzac the Anzacs to move the um, to move the April, you know, mm. the date in April, um, you know, or the 11th of the 11th. Yeah, they would no more ask them um, to move that, you know, that yeah. day. Why do they ask us to mm. move the day? Why do they expect us to celebrate the day that they massacred and murdered mm. in this country, you oh, know, the yeah. first massacre? Yeah. yeah, you know, so so that's a part of it. And again, take it back to our writing. Mm. As you can see, that's what we do. Yeah. Because um, we have to. We we haven't got many platforms here. Mm. Not you know, not many people. If you look, if you look at us when we go out and perform, you're always performing to the converted. It's always yeah. the people who want to be there. It's never the well, like I said, it's never the people who want to listen and to take in what you said. As I said to you, I performed at the the festival in here in Canberra, you know, mm. and half the tent walked out because mm. um, I read my treaty poem, um, you know, and, um, you know, until Australia grows up in that sense um, to acknowledge the truth, mm. then then it's going to, you know, then we can start being one as a country. And, you know, like I said, you know, we've married up with every other nationality yeah. um, in this country, but, but we can't, we can't celebrate we, we are Aboriginal Australia. We are Aboriginal Australia. And so it would be nice to celebrate as an Aboriginal Australia person, you know, to celebrate this country and being here with everybody else. But we can't do that while mm. it's the 26th of January. No. And um, so we use our culture and our words for that, you know. Mm. And I think you'll find that every, every uh, Aboriginal poet has political works. Their, yeah. their political work in there, you know, 
even like you get Melissa Lukashenko is one of our greatest writers. Yeah. Uh, Alexis Wright, you know. Mm. Um, their works have got that political stuff, you know. Mm. Melissa talks about land rights, you know. Um, you know, things like that. So as Aboriginal poets and writers and storytellers, you know, they're that burning essence. But it would be nice one day just to pick up a poem and pick up, pick up a pen and write pen and write a love poem. Mm. And not 10 minutes earlier, you know, um, see something on Facebook or whatever and think, oh, I've got to write, I've got to write this poem, I've got to write this poem, you know, I'm mm. bugger them for saying that. Yes, you know yes. what I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah. It would be like, it, it comes from a place of extreme privilege um, to feel you don't have to write political poems, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. It'd be wonderful. Yeah, it would it be would, wonderful yeah. if we did it. Yeah, it would mean that. But we haven't got that luxury. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah, the time. We, we haven't got that luxury. Not yet. No, not yet. I was wondering if no. you could read another of your poems, the one that you um, we published in Verity Art. It came from the fabulous Asmold anthology, um, Too Deadly, and um, it's yeah. called I Know You. I really love this poem. Okay, then. Sure. Okay. I, I know you. And, and this is from, yeah, like you said, the collection from the Asma Writing to Asma Writing Group. So this is our second book of poetry and prose, mm. prose that we published. And this is called um, I Know You. I know you, but you do not know me. You don't know my story, my history, or my dreaming. You think I am man-made when Cook sailed his boat to shore. I am the mother, Mother Earth. This land I have nurtured since time beginning. I have fed it from my swollen breast. I have moulded it with love. I breathe life into every flower, every plant that your eyes now feast upon is a part of you. This I must say, this is your country. Be true to the dreaming. Take care of country. Take care of people. Belong. Your breath, it swirls, mingling with mine, painting rainbows in the sky. Your blood flows at the river's doom, uniting each piece of dirt and sand. Your love of life is your story of yesterday and tomorrow and many years to come. But be wise, my friend. You might ultimately lose that which you hold so dear. If the laws of the land are not uphold, then beware of a woman's fury. Mm. Yeah, that sounds pretty a killer laugh line there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that's true, you know, and, and we know that. We we already know that she, you know, Mother Earth is really saying, hey, hang on, you mob, you want to really start thinking about what you're doing. Oh. I mean, it, it's already starting to happen. Um, you know, sheer destruction. Um, you know, it, yes. can, it can happen if, if we don't take care of Absolutely. Yeah, take care of people and take care of country. Both peoples together, you know, mm. Aboriginal people and non-Aboriginal people. How do we take care of country? How do we take care of people? And the reality is, until justice is for Aboriginal people first and foremost, and it has to be first and foremost because we are the people of this land, yeah. um, then, then Australia can start holding its head up. Yeah. And, you know, that's not just... That's, I don't ever think that I'm... I uh, put everybody in that hard, but in that basket, because that's not true. You know, I know there's people like yourself, and there's a lot of good 
non-Aboriginal people out there who are our supporters, who march with us every, you know, every day, you know. Um, and and they are actually our voices because you know we're only what three percent of the three percent of uh, the population, mm-hmm. so we actually can't do it without non-Aboriginal people walking beside us. Mm. Uh, and a part of that is, you know, we. But that's why I believe that we're the the storytellers, you know, the whole, the whole histories, um, the poets, is because we have to share our journey uh, because we need other people to share that journey with us to get those messages out there. And, um, yeah, and, you know, we have to look at a treaty and that's where I think all of us need to start aiming for as well. And my poetry is a lot about that, so... I think if you're uh, in a lot of instances out there, if you say my name, um, people say, you know, I'm, a tr- I'm the treaty girl now, you know. <laughs> um, you know, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's, that's really important. So, yeah, look, I um, really want to just acknowledge you and, um, you know, Black Sacratures and very for for what you do uh, for us at ASMO. And, oh, um, you. you know, yeah, as poets, so it's really great. Like, I wanted to ask you, what else do you think um, the art sector, creative industries can do to help provide, like, you know, proper platforms and um, and help to um, create more change and not just sort of a token, a token, you know, change or, you know, a token event here and there? Because yes, you see a yes. lot of that. Yeah, look, totally, look, yeah, stop being, you know, stop making us token. Yeah. You know, it's not okay to have that poor one black fellow on that panel. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's not okay to do that. Um, you know, invite us to, to be on those panels properly. Mm. Um, I know we're, I know that we're, you know, are limited with, um, you know, like, uh, well known, well known, uh, writers and that, you know. Um, but, you know, there's other ways you could do it. You know, making sure that um, people have got the opportunity to attend the functions, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not everybody's got uh, got that big amount of money to to attend those functions. Mm. Um, you know, not not everybody's caught that way, you know. Um, make sure that, you know, you, you have panels. Make sure that you actually have an Aboriginal-specific panel. Yeah. In your festival program, mm. if that's what you you know, if no, you got to walk the walk and talk the talk. Yeah, you know, one black fella, two black fellas is not good enough. Have a mm. panel, have a panel where people come and listen to us as poets, writers, and storytellers, and listen to us and and be able to answer questions that are relevant. Um, you know, the writing New South Wales, you know, uh, used to be New South Wales Writers Centre. You know, they're a great supporter of us, you know. They, I remember, that, you know, that's where we actually come from. Our Fanorn actually started oh. being born was, you know, they, we had a workshop up there. Um, and I remember years ago, you know, going to their panels and there's me and Anita and, you know, later on, Ali, Ali Cobby Ekman, you know, mm-hmm. Lionel Fogarty, you know, all of us in a panel, mm-hmm. uh, you know, talking and talking and reading our works and, and I think every writers festival should have that. Yeah. Um, I also think that the writers, the writers, New South Wales Writers Centre, uh, not the, sorry, all the writers centre mm-hmm. should start looking at 
are running specific programs for Aboriginal people themselves. Mm-hmm. The reality is that we do not really go to go to uh, mainstream functions. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, or workshops, and there's lots of reasons why that is. So. Yes. Um, you know, it's cultural safety. Mm. Um, it's all those kind of things. Personal, first and foremost, is always going to be cultural safety. Right. One thing that we've done now as the norm, we've actually written writing guidelines mm-hmm. for uh, for um, mainstream authors and. Uh, to, to uh, enable them to know what's okay to write about oh, uh, for right. Aboriginal people. Yep. So, yes, yeah, so, um, look, we'll, um, you know, I'll actually send you a copy. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's a non-guideline for writing First Nations content. Um, and I think people should start um, looking at those as well, you know, looking at... Um, those kind of things. Use the norm. Ring us up mm-hmm. and say, look, I'm, I want to do this. You know, how would we do it? Yeah. Um, you know, if the norm is, um, is, you know, we're at the moment we're look very under-resourced, mm-hmm. which is, you know, really, really sad. And, yeah. you know, we're applying for funds to try to get a, um, executive director, you know, at the moment. Mm-hmm. At the moment it's volunteer work and, and, yeah. um, you know, like I said, every, everybody's volunteer. I'm still a volunteer, um, mm. but you know those guidelines are really important. Um, people email, um, email or jump email me at k u r a c a at bigpond.net.au. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can send them a copy. I can also refer them to our chairperson. Mm. Um, you know that kind of stuff. Uh, very very important yeah. things to do. I think so, um, you know, you know Simone, I think it's an amazing um resource um that you the group you know collectively has created for you know um you know not just first nation writers but for everybody to um to sort of use it's it's incredible actually and when I came down to your um workshop last year it, it was just such a beautiful atmosphere so welcoming and I just couldn't believe that more people don't know about what you do and what you offer and you're building up this incredible body of resources such as what you were just talking about um, where people, if they're not sure if it's appropriate what they're writing, they can they can come and ask you. I mean, that's an incredible service. And as you say, everyone's doing it yeah. doing it voluntarily, which actually, you know, is, is wonderful but not wonderful at the same time. It would be amazing if they were properly supported. Imagine what could be done. Totally agree. Yes, please. Anybody out there who's got yeah. some spare dollars, please send them our way. Um, because we do. Look, you know, yes, yes, that's what we need. We, we've got a wonderful chairperson, um, you know, who's taken over from me. As you know, I'm sick, so I can't get out and about. Um, but, you know, um, she's wonderful. She's, she, you know, the, the new face of the norm, which is great. She's, you know, she brings it, she brings that jazz and, you know, all oh, that, yeah. all that, uh, power, Pierre Fernandez, you little Fernandez, mm-hmm. um, all her expertise and yeah, she's, she's really amazing. Um, but we need somebody to, to do the job. Yeah. You know, we did have the amazing Kathy Craigie and Kathy left over a couple of years ago. So we've actually been running on a shoestring. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Um, and I've been uh, doing uh, most of the, most of the stuff, but you know, with the support of the board still. Um, but you know, we do need those funds. We do need to have an executive director. Um, and you know, look, my my dream has always been to have an Aboriginal artist retreat here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that that's what my dream is. So, um, you know, I'd like to see that before I die. It'd be really wonderful. I keep trying to win the lotto. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it's gotta be one of those big ones, you know, and then for no one to be fine and um, you know, that you know, that that's really important. But yeah, we do need we do need to be supportive because we're a good organisation. We try really hard. Um, we try to make things uh, relevant for each uh, each person, whether they're Aboriginal or they're non-Aboriginal. Mm. Um, we were sick of seeing the stuff, you know, where they got the ABBA and could and, uh, you know, those inappropriate stuff in the books yeah. and that. And, uh, you know, you know, let's work with us to, to make sure that um, your book is culturally okay. Well, mm. in, in the old days, those words were used, and we acknowledge that kind of stuff. But to write a story in 2019 and add those words yeah. in your book now is not really okay unless you reference you know you've got a reference and don't just chuck them in there because you think they look good to chuck them into somebody's yeah. face you yeah. know things like that you know and that's where Fanon um, plays a big catch you know um, I'm going to be sending out those guidelines to our publishers and people like that because you know they're they're really really important, um, and um, yeah. So anybody anybody if you know where there's some dollars, mm, um, send them for Norway. We, we really need yeah, send them for Norway. We need yeah. we need that worker, and we also need my Aboriginal artist retreat before I die, right? Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, and for somebody who's got bad lungs, you better better get it done done soon. I think um, the proof is in the pudding that it's working because there's so many incredible First Nations writers, um, you know, as you said, like Alexis Wright and Kim Scott and Melissa Lyshenko, and then you've got the younger ones coming up, like Alison Whitaker, Claire J. Coleman. There's so many incredible writers, so much exciting stuff happening. Yeah, look, it's just it's just wonderful. And and look, you know, you compared to, like I said, 20 years ago and, me and me to start it, you know. Mm. Um, this is amazing. It's just, oh look, I just love it. I just love seeing the young ones, and mm. you know, and even the old ones. I love seeing the old ones getting confidence too. Yeah, you know, to be able to tell their stories and that, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm writing my autobiography, and um, you know, soon that's going to be finished, and that's called the Jew because uh, daughter. Okay. Uh, yeah. So hopefully um, I'll add that to the publisher, you know, at the end of this week, sort mm-hmm. of thing. So fingers crossed. Who's that going to be published? Um, oh well, well, I'm hoping that um, I said well, Dingo is as said they were interested. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, let's go for that, and yeah. we'll see how we go. But yeah. um, yes, yeah, so it's it's really really amazing where we've been and where we're going, and and again we do that with support. Yeah, you know, of um, people such as yourself, people such as 
um, Juliet from the Australian Society of Authors, from um, Jane, you know, from writing New South Wales, you know, mm. uh, from Anna over in Magabella, Magabala and, mm. and Rachel, you know, who's the, the Aboriginal editor over there. Um, you know, so we do we do with support of good non um, non First Nations or non Aboriginal people. That's not easy for me. The, the, um, the Australia Council, mm. um, you know, Renona, all them, you know. Yeah. Uh, we we are very blessed that we do get that support, and we just got to carry that support through. Yeah. So that Phenom gets the funding so it can be mm. the organisation for First Nations Australia writers, poets and storytellers. Yeah. Because um, we realise that, you know, we, we can't be that yet. We can't be that if we've got no funding. Yeah, that's you know, right. All There's we can do is do that best. You do voluntarily, you know. You can't grow it to that yeah. level until you get that funding and can afford to pay people for their work. Yeah, totally, you know, and and that's where it's up to. And, um, you know, and a, each of the board members, you know, um, none of us are complaining because, you know, we know Fanon's worth fighting for and mm. worth being here for. Mm. And um, and we'll get there, you know. Like you said, the workshop. The workshop just showcased the, the talent of our, oh, of our writers and poets. Yeah. Um, you know, and it also showcased what Fanon can do. Yeah. Um, you know, and and that was done on unlimited funding uh, provided by Australia Council, mm. uh, also by CAL, the copyright agency provided oh, funds, yeah. and some other people, you know, some other organisations, you know, we had little departments, you know, mm. uh, Australia, ACT um, Queensland, Create, you know, everybody gave a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little chip. And, um, you know, but the Australia Council, uh, the Aboriginal unit there, they, they really knew and believed in us doing that, such a good job. So that was great. Okay, so Kerry, it would be fabulous if you could um, finish by just reading us one more poem. That would be amazing. Yeah, well, this poem is called Responsible. And um, this is in my book, uh, Talking About Country. And I and I guess it's a good one to finish up on because of what we've been talking about as well. Mm-hmm. Responsible. Who is responsible? You, me, the government, the police. Him, her, that one sitting there, the drunk in the park, the hooker, the housewife, the politician, the taxi driver, the bus bus driver, the preacher, the teacher, the Asian, the Italian, the Greek, the English, the Irish, the Brazilian, the Indian, the Malaysian, the Chinese, the European, the American, the Scot. Let me tell you, you are all of you, each and every single one and ever every other nationality that I haven't mentioned, you're responsible. Responsible for this land and the people in it. Every single person. It's not good enough to come to a new land and claim it for your own. Ownership is responsibility and accountability. Don't tell me you're doing the right thing because you have a job and you bought your own home and your kids are going to school and getting their education. Responsible is the acknowledgement that Cook stole this land, that the man was a thief and a liar, that the history books got it wrong and still they tell a lie. 
He and his people were raped and slaughtered, massacred and poisoned. He stole a land that didn't belong to King George, didn't belong to the Crown. Don't tell me you're responsible when you sit back in your office or your cab or your classroom and deny the Indigenous people of this land human rights, equal rights, sovereignty. The Australian government's past and present continually steal our land, our people, our children, our culture, our heritage, our history, made in the policies of genocide. Don't tell me you don't know. Responsible is learning this country, sharing the stories, sharing the pain and the hurt, sharing the untruths. Who's responsible? You are. If you call this country home, you are. You came to the lucky country to make a new home. The lucky country we are. For who? Not me. I'm Aboriginal. You. Maybe you're a migrant. You get the jobs, you learn the skills, you get the recognition and the acknowledgement. You tell me. The, you say, you tell me the country, your country was in trouble fighting a war, a poverty, so you left, came here. What for? A new life, a new start, opportunities for you, your wife and your children, then your mother and your father, auntie, uncle. You bring them all here because Australia is a lucky country, the lucky country for you and yours. You fly your flag and have it recognised. You practice your culture and have it shared. You'll celebrate your day of religion or your culture. Maybe all your supporters will paint themselves different colours, the way the Irish do, green, and it will be seen on TV. Responsible? Who's responsible? You are. The moment you walked upon this land, the moment you took your first breath, the moment you called Australia home, you're responsible. The moment you decided to better yourself in this great land. And fine. That's fine with me. Just don't do it on the backs of the blacks, the original owners of this land. <laughs>